You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Guardian. Welcome to episode 66 of In Orbit, Mash Shows Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. Wherever you are and whenever you're listening, we thank you as always for making us a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. And my name is David. And I'm Jordan. And on today's show, we have a returning guest. Say hi, sleeping dogfish. Hello. Thank you guys so much for having me back. I'm so glad to be here. We thank you for coming. Uh, I know it was a last minute thing. I was like, hey, you want to come? <laughs> and I was and just I figured, like last minute stoked. So pretty great. Last for me. minute stoke. Yeah. You got a lot oh, of balls my. coming on the show if that's how he asked you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> <laughs> on the window. Uh, right. Dude, it's three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's it a little funny that way. A little sketchy, but you know. I was like, oh, Jordan and uh, and David should be there, so it should be relatively okay. <laughs> and then I left a dead fish on your doorstep. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> you must sure cut that you down the are... largest tree in the forest with a herring. Sorry, go on. <laughs> okay, so make sure you guys are checking out all the other podcasts <laughs> available here on the Mashos Buttons Network at www.mashosbuttons.com. Get involved with us in In Orbit by sending us questions at inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at inorbitpodcast or live on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash dsbolt. I am so proud of you for saying twitch.tv, not twitch.com. <laughs> We're getting good at okay. this. We're getting good at this. Figuring the things out. We are gooder. <laughs> more gooder than other more day go- more gooder than last time yes yeah oh my oh my oh my so before <laughs> we get started with the destiny talk because we haven't wasted enough time nope david how has your day been my day my day has been busy man my week's been busy i haven't had a lot of time for destiny but it's sitting there waiting for me man next week i'll have plenty of time to play so Hop back into some raids. Um, how about you guys? I know you guys have been hopping into Vault of Glass some, right? Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's not I talk actually, about it. I don't want to talk about it. I have not gotten to do Vault of Glass yet. Um, <gasps> at all? Not at all. I know it's terrible, but my raid Bruh. group has been all busy. And like, oh, you, you just found yourself a raid group. You, you so gotta, the first week, though, you I had the excuse Fire of, up that PS4 and join us. Right? Wait, yeah, what? I know. Wait, what? Um, I, I'm Ooh. sorry. Oh, oh, no, I was I was just saying the first week that Vault of Glass was there, I had the, the nice excuse of being in Hawaii. So, you know. That's always a good excuse. Yeah, I was like, uh, you know, Vault of Glass, being in Hawaii, fairly comparable, so. What's mm. your excuse for not playing with us this week? 
because I'm on the X bone. Oh, I don't yeah. got that PS4 thing. Yeah, I womp, know. Womp. Oh. It's cool, man. Dun, dun, Feels bad, dun. man. Sorry. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He went there. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I've I've gotten in on a couple raids, but most of my time has been with this thingy right here. <laughs> Whoa, put it away, Jorge. Oh man, no one wanted to see that. Oh. <laughs> Wait, did you just... Are you dabbing with the Switch? <laughs> and sure now the show like is canceled. Yeah. Yeah. And now... Yeah. You, you should not have given me that idea. Oh, God. Um, but yeah. So for people who are listening to the audio version of this podcast, um, most of my time has been actually with the Switch playing Zelda as much as I crushed it last <laughs> week as to how much it annoys me and makes me... Err. Um, it is a really addictive game, so that's what I've been spending my time on. Because um, let's be honest, things with Destiny are kind of slow. Not as bad as the Great Lull, the period between... Oh man, I'll never forget it. The period between House of Wolves and Taken King, or even the period between the April update last April year. April update and Rise of Iron was worse, man. Oh, worse. they... indeed. I, would I agree. think both are pretty equal. Yeah, both they they both were just oh. At got, least right now we have some hype to, to <laughs> lean on. Oh, tons of oh, yes. hype! Oh my god! You know it got so bad for me that I actually played the division. So, ah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> is is that a burn on I, Ubisoft? I, what did you just do? I love you, right rep. I love you, sit rep radio. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I actually have listened to the Sit Rep Radio, and I know nothing about Division, but that's actually a pretty fun little podcast. Yeah, those guys yeah. kill it, man. We know, we good, know them. Yeah. We know them. they actually. Oh, some of them used to play Destiny. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. So yeah, I mean, let's just jump into it. I mean, the biggest news this week is Iron Banner Mayhem is coming on Tuesday. Um, it will be Clash. So there's no Iron Banner control or anything like that. It's just you go up to a point or you go up to people, you shoot them with your super. Yep. I know there's a lot of people who are both happy and upset. So we'll start off with Mr. Dogfish, our guest. Ah. How do you feel about Iron Banner Mayhem? Man, okay. So again, uh, I had that whole experience of being in Hawaii for a little bit here. And so during that time, uh, the last Iron Banner was going on as well, which I was like, all right, well, that's fine. We can do the next Iron Banner. That'll be all fine and dandy. We don't have to worry about it. And now I find out it's Mayhem Clash. And uh, I, I'm not super thrilled about that personally, because, well, for one thing, um, Mayhem Clash just feels so hectic. And so you have no idea, like, if you're going to win or if you're going to lose, it's just kind of up in the air. It doesn't even really matter too much. And Iron Banner is so determined, like your progress is so determined on winning. And I don't know, I just have I tend to have some bad luck, I feel like, with uh, Mayhem Clash. So I'm really not looking forward to that. Um, also, just Clash in general, I feel like is much more chaotic than I usually like. And uh, yeah, so this will be definitely interesting. Um, but I, I'm not too thrilled about it myself. I kind of wish I had gotten in on the regular Iron Banner control, uh, the 
couple weeks before. Yeah. I see Jorge bobbing his head and with a smirk <laughs> on his face the whole time you're talking. <laughs> for those of you. No, I mean, I do this. agree with him. I, I, well, so here's, here's the thing with Iron Banner. I think I've, I've always treated Iron Banner. Well, I've wanted to treat Iron Banner, I should say, as a post game activity. It should be a high level activity that, that forces you to use your level, your light level and your power to the maximum. It's was only that maybe year one. After that, it kind of, I don't know, it, it became a little more casual. That's not always a bad thing because you're opening up things for more people to play. But something like this, you could literally go in 360. I, I, I forget the light level, the minimum light level requirement. But you can go in and you can do fairly well without being messed up too bad. You just hide in the corner. Get your super, go out there, get some kills, get back, you know, hide, do whatever you need to do. So, I mean, with, with I, it, something like this, like, it makes it really easy for players such as those who are lower light to get in and get higher level loot. Especially if it's something like the arms or whatever. It is. It's the sniper rifle, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the pulse rifle. And some armor pieces, not important. I'd really, I, I kind of glanced over that because at this point, I don't really need anything. <laughs> I think it's so a chest, chest piece and boots, boots I believe. Yep. Yeah. So, so I apologize that I'm not as informative as I usually am with Iron Banner. But at this point, considering that everything, everything drops at three, uh, 400 when you get them as an, uh, an, uh, when you level up your faction or your vanguard or anything, everything's 400. It might makes Iron Banner kind of redundant. It, it, there's no real need to do Iron Banner because you can do anything else. So I, I feel that right now, especially, Iron Banner's lost its identity and there's not much point to it. It's fun for going in with, with people, but I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just me, and but it doesn't seem like all that special anymore. Mm. Yeah, I, was, I, mean, I kind of agree. Um, and Iron Banner at the start was definitely more of a competitive game mode, as you said. And over time, it's just kind of become this for fun type thing, which is why I'm OK with it being mayhem. Um, if you had asked me a year ago, I would have been avidly against it being mayhem. But now Iron Banner isn't even in game activity to me. It's just another activity that comes around every so often trying to draw people together and I mean, it's I I'm kind of with Dogfish. I'm not a huge fan of Mayhem or Mayhem Clash, but I'm OK with Iron Banner being it. Um, the Mayhem Nightfalls ended up being more fun than I expected them to be. So hopefully it'll turn out the same way for Iron Banner. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I did enjoy the Mayhem Nightfalls. Actually, I was pretty pleasantly surprised with those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was sort of I I I thought I was gonna be uh, on the opposite spectrum as you guys for a second there, but yeah, um, I mean I'm just in it to have fun. I don't need rewards either. So I think for people that are in the same boat as us, Mayhem Clash as Iron Banner is gonna be a good time. Uh, if you're looking to rank up and get the book node done, you know I don't think it'll be too hard as long as you're consistent and you're playing. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think people should be too worried or too upset about it mayhem clash it's a fun game mode and i mean they've again you know we said this a couple weeks ago they were promoting fun they're promoting a celebration 
with the Age of Triumph and Mayhem Clash for Iron Banner again is just a, a bunch of silly fun. So it sort of makes sense that they're doing it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. people have been speculating for a long time and, and waiting for the day when Mayhem would actually rear its head into Iron Banner. Yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised that something like, uh, um, what's the special control one? Zone control mm-hmm. didn't show up for Iron Banner yet. I just think that Iron Banner uh, zone control is more of a team-based game that I think fits more with what I believe Iron Banner should be about, working with your team, using your light. And I believe that if they made the zones give more incentive, um, I don't know about supers, but just, just a little bit more other than just you know getting points from them it would make Iron Banner a lot more fun with regards, or even make that game mode a lot more fun. So anyway, apologies to the people who are listening live. So um, if you were listening live, my everything shut down and I'm sorry. But you're back. (laughs) It's all good. But I'm back. We're good. Hey. All right. So. Beyond that, was there anything else you guys wanted to throw in with regards to um, Iron Banner and it being mayhem, being a fun mode for, you know, random peeps and people who don't have, I guess, the crucible acumen that more advanced people would have, I guess. I mean, it is is good for people who don't have a team because this is a game mode you can hop into and just play games games go very fast in mayhem so it's a game you could just hop in play by yourself and get mm-hmm. that rank five iron banner if you haven't done it yet for your book right i don't i don't want to make it seem that anybody can jump into iron banner mayhem and absolutely wreck face i mean there's still there's still going to be some moments where you want to use your gun and there's a little bit of strategy that you can do with tether hunters and the the fun police you know running around with you know what is it the 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 defender grenades that just knock out your All supers which is just hilarious stupids. suppressions <laughs> are hilarious and mayhem they are they're really just funny. Like, <laughs> you know what's gonna be annoying though is uh them them fusions man fusions sticking to you all day long it's ugh. oh yeah oh is, is that a segue <laughs> uh sure it definitely is a segue because that's actually what I was going to bring up. Um, one of the big things that happened this week, it wasn't even a Destiny event. It wasn't anything that really popped up in anybody's um, or any story or anything like that. It was a random observation made by Lumi. And let me go ahead and pull up the tweet. Per trial's report, melee grenades and supers made up 63.66% of all kills this weekend in trials. And this is last weekend, if you're listening to us live now. Um, 36.34% of kills were from actual weapons. Many reasons for why this may be, but I simply saw this today and found it interesting. So we're I'm looking here at the stats, and a good portion of those kills, 40.53% were grenades. 36.17% were melees, and 23.31% are supers. The fact that the supers are that low, or, or lower on the lower end, I should say, doesn't surprise me. But the grenades, however, grenades have been, I mean, abilities in general have been a big, huge thing 
that have really, really popped up. Especially, I want to say, Taken King, because that's when you could first get to Tier 12. Uh, I want to say it was a 335 update, the April update, where Tier 12 became more of a common thing. And since then, um, yeah, it's just you, you're seeing a lot of abilities, grenades especially. Uh, you, you, you'll see pe people running, uh, what is it, the, the armamentarium with any type of titan, be it the fusion grenade titan, the solar titan, or the defender sticky titans, the, the magnetic grenades. Spike grenades and too, dude. Spike, spike grenades are, are, aren't, are, they're not that, they weren't dangerous until the recent update, I want to say April of this year, where they changed how the damage works with regards to spike grenades. But deals a lot more damage faster. I think a lower amount of damage, but a lot more damage faster. I, I forget what they did exactly. But it was a change when they did um, the original. Uh, it wasn't a nerf to the, what is it, the firebolt grenades. That was the, the one after that. But before that, they, they changed the dramatically changed the, um, the abilities. And they made the Voidwalkers more vampiric, I should say, where they're stealing your energy. Yeah, yeah right. life steal was both. So I loved vampire. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I, this has been a thing that's been happening ever since the beginning of Destiny, where you, you'll throw a grenade, uh, especially a sticky grenade. Except the trip mine grenades, they never were that sticky. I should say, if you had to actually aim it at an individual and it had to hit in the in the trajectory that it was going, if you throw a sticky grenade and an individual's to your left or to your right, it will curve and 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 stick. And I've seen many deaths, or I've been. <laughs> I just keep thinking about it. I've been <laughs> the victim of many deaths where I know I've gotten out of the range and it just nope click. And just sticks and I'm dead. What I find funny about and, that too is the magnetic grenades seem to have less pull than fusion grenades. Fusion grenades. I, I don't I think I don't think it's the pull. You know what I think it is? I think that the magnetic uh, the fusion grenades come out faster. Maybe it's just me, but it feels like when somebody throws a fusion grenade, it just feels like it just Well that's uh, magnetic grenades, it feels like it curves and like it's a little bit slower. The warlock I feel grenade like the, throw, like that sidearm whip. Is just faster than the Titan animation. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's super fast. I'm just picturing <laughs> when you said that, I'm just picturing the. I know what you're talking about, especially when I'm when I'm throwing uh, nonstop solar grenades with when I have radiance on. Like, I'm just picturing you know the warlock being like Kung Lao throwing its hat all over the place. <laughs> Finish you. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. No, but uh, nice. I I don't want to say that they're broken because it's tough to really say anything's broken when the entire game's broken. <laughs> what? 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 But what? I, what? I I've always hated the aim assist that these grenades have. The the curving action is just <laughs> sometimes it's ridiculous. Oh, aim assist. Oh, I got something. I got something for you. <laughs> no, and. And I just, I just wanted to bring it up because I know that that was a big topic of discussion this week, and I wanted to see what you guys thought about it. So we'll start off with you, T-Bot, since you have a uh, you have some some something you want to let out. 
some some thoughts oh, on aim oh, assist. The, That's the name's the subject, technically, correct? but the the grenades. <laughs> okay, well, I, my my subject was actually okay. aim assist related, not grenade related. No, so don't get it off your get it off your chest. You go say, first. It's fine. All right, guy. It, it it just it just came back to me a nightmare scenario where we were running Templar this weekend, and uh, I, I think Jorge may remember, or I don't know, maybe he blocked it out of his memory. Um, not this past weekend, it was this past week, I should say, um, as he stares blankly away from the camera. Um, and <laughs> we were having a bit of trouble, and I want to talk about this more later, but I was running with the Relic, and because of the dang aim assist, um, the Relic... Um, caught on to a minotaur that was sort of below me to the right. And as I'm flapping between the two pillars around the backside or the front side, I should say, of the pillars going back and forth to the teleport locations at the, and in the Templar fight in Vault of Glass, the minotaur that was sort of below to the right, he caused my aim assist to enact and I just did a 90 degree right turn as I hit L1 and, and just started I know that pain dude the minotaur was like I didn't even see him I didn't even see him he was below me to the right and I just must just something in the game just decided to click it's, and boom I was like boom to the right I was like dude, what am I doing I know the pain Where am I it's going? crazy what is happening here? stuff like that it happens was, um, all the time it was a, when we did I, I think was so was mad. it last week when we did Crota together I don't know we did a Crota run sometime in the past few weeks together and Jorge did first sword I go to do second sword and um I go to take down like literally Crota's on like no health whatsoever I go to take him down and a wizard had come out because people had killed the knights. My guy does a total oh, 180, yeah. just turns backwards and attacks the wizard. I'm like, what? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell uh, me you recorded yeah, that. I'm that. sure it's recorded that somewhere. Was stuff. <laughs> oh my god, I laughed. If I was I streaming, it's probably on my so DVD. hard because I've never seen your. It's just like I'm gonna get him. No, I'm not. <laughs> Literally, it's like I was going full speed forward, and all of a sudden, my guy is going backwards. It's like, Bungie, fix the aim assist, yeah. man. I wasn't even looking there. The best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go back mm -hmm. to the grenade discussion. So, you know, you guys, Jorge gave the stats. Abilities. Posted in regards to grenades. And abilities. I'm sorry. It, it well, is mainly grenades. grenades. Let's face it. Um, well, he said abilities were 60 plus percent of the kills, but he, he broke down the abilities. Excuse me. Abilities were 60 plus percent of the kills. Grenades made up 40 some over 40 percent of the ability kills. That's really high. Doesn't surprise me, though, because some of the grenades out there, especially hunter grenades, the wombo combos. I mean, you go up against two, three hunters and trials wombo combos all day long. It's, you're not, it's not it's even just, just that. That's, it's, it, it gets annoying. I get frustrated with it. That's why I don't play trials too much. I'm not that good at it. So that's reason number one. Reason number two <laughs> is because it's a shit show with things like that. Oh, so, my God. Um, aim assist with grenades and the ma magnetic grenades is interesting, but that, I never really see that as a problem. Whenever I get stuck by a grenade, it's always some, some dude that I've gotten down to a sliver of health. He peeks out from behind cover again and, and tosses that grenade and well, sticks I mean, me and I'm dead. In I'm general, like, seriously, I think abilities are a little overpowered. Um, I, I, just a little. I, little. I, I, a little. I, honestly, though, just a little. 
Um, and it's it's the things like the aim assist on grenades. Like if you've got a grenade that when it sticks to someone is automatically going to kill them, then they should actually have to hit the person, not hit near them. Um, things like um, the spike grenade is just it's it's AOE is stupid. Like it, it, you can be standing directly next to it and you'll die because the width that it hits you next to it is the same as when you're super far away from it. And stuff like that, I mean, the range yeah. on a certain warlock melee is still stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's, it's just, there's some, yeah, there's some very little little things and abilities fingers. that just kind of make them a little overpowered. And I think the reason why you see such high ability usage stat and trials especially is because, one, people have figured out abilities. So everybody really knows how to use them to max ability. Two, we all have armor that gives us multiple abilities right now. There are multiple setups where you can have two melees and two grenades at the same time on different classes. And then three, um, like weapons aren't really that good for killing comparatively to how they've been in the past. <laughs> They're not. So it's more effective to tap someone with a hand cannon and finish them off with the ability. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're not wrong. I, I know that that opinion. what you're saying has some truth, but it was just funny. It's like weapons aren't that good at killing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it sounds weird, it's but it's true. It is. So, so here's the thing. Like what really annoys me about the, the grenades. Well, well, let's start off with, with the, the, the one that you were talking about, the, the, the vortex grenade or no, not the vortex. What was it? The, the one that you the, throw the, the spike, the, the vortex and spike. trip mine have the same thing with it. So the 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 spike grenade is weird because sometimes it works for you, sometimes it doesn't. I hate that they're that they're so this this RNG and grenades. Like, what is going on? You're talking about like how they you're never a hundred percent sure I mean, where it's going to stick. I don't right? know if I, they I'm change. Referring to the area they have. Fact. like not right. so much where it's going to stick but the way it damages yeah i i, I get okay. that but i'm going step by step with regards to the grenades so it's weird to me that all these the, the special like the spike grenade we'll start off with the spike grenade and i'll also bring in lightning grenades because it feels like in year one when you threw it you knew that it was going to stick on that spot and it was going to work in a specific area and i don't know what happened but it feels like there was more RNG where like you threw it, like, for example, a lightning grenade or even the, the spike grenade and it would come out in, in an angle and only shoot straight down. Like there's times where it works for you. Then there's times that it doesn't work at all. I don't think. It's also that also has to do with the geometry yeah. of the environment. that you're Maybe, the maybe. Yes. At. But so, but I'm talking about like a flat surface, like an actual flat. Like there's times where you throw it mm -hmm. right at the flat surface it hits and it goes straight out like you would expect it. There's times where like you throw it at a flat surface and it right. sticks down and it just shoots straight down doing nothing. I have honestly reason, never seen that. Yeah, that Yeah, I've never seen that. If that happens, I'd feel that would be uh some some inconsistency or I don't want to say a glitch necessarily, but Something with the environment and the surface you're throwing at it. That's that's not the grenade necessarily. No, so that a well, good example of that would be in the party room on uh, Twilight Gap, where that's that's usually the the mm. king of that that area right there is the king of getting lightning grenades all the time. 
And I've seen various various inconsistencies with the the way the grenades fly, and the walls there are completely flat. There's no rocks or anything, and I've just seen inconsistencies. Yeah, well, they're circular. The party room's the the, the well, round. Well, there's room, also right? when I say party room. Yeah. Oh, Twilight Gap. You're thinking I'm sorry. anomaly. I was thinking. You? Never mind. <laughs> yeah. So so Twilight yep, Gap yep. is just so that everybody. No, not anomaly. I was thinking of the one with the tiny the tiny round room in the middle that people snipe from. I can't remember the name of the map. Okay. But go so on. The, the so Twilight Gap is that the the area that I'm speaking about is the area between A and C, where there's the steps that go up on on the seaside, and you go into the middle area, and you're you're aiming out, and then on the A side, you, you would jump, you would go past the wall, go through from A into the into that area, basically. Everybody would normally meet up there, just because that's the center of the map, so to say. And you just yeah. see a lot of stuff happening there where grenades are being thrown nonstop. And for a good two to three minutes, you really should stay away from that room because there's nothing but grenades all over the place. It looks like the Bellagio. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, but the, the reason I bring that up is just because it feels like grenades in general are, incons- are inconsistent consistently throughout the board for, in anything. The way they, they react to certain walls, the way they point, the way they... It doesn't feel like I'm I'm always getting a consistent grenade. And there's times where, as you mentioned, the AoE feels a lot longer or, or shorter. I don't know if that's lag or whatever. Personally, I think that the lightning grenades and the spike grenades have a pretty good area of effect. I don't think that they're that terrible. I understand why you would be frustrated because just, just getting in, like, let's say sparks right behind you the the uh the spike grenade you're pretty much toast there, there's no way you're going to get away from that like you are in the worst possible position to be in because your guy's just going to melt but i have seen it where i've threw it up against the wall and i knew that it was a, a this is especially with spike grenades where i've thrown it right at the wall perfectly flat wall and i did nothing to the individual because it just pointed straight down so <laughs> I, I i understand where you're coming from I just I, I don't I don't because the RNG I don't I hope that this is how they they balance it, but it feels like with the RNG that they introduce <laughs> the way it points down as a way to balance it out. It, it just feels it feels weird. It, it I don't feel like that was as prevalent in year one, the way it pointed out. It, maybe it's just really? me, but but it it feels like they did something in year two. With the way they, they, they go in directions. Because lightning grenades will just go all over the place sometimes. Hmm. And the same thing with spike grenade. I have no proof Maybe. to back this up. It's just personal opinion. Um, but I don't think that they're as bad with that, as you mentioned. Hmm. But the one thing that re- that's always been there. Always, always, always been there. Has been the tracking. And the way the, the sticky grenades. This includes flux. The curveballs yeah, that just curve come balls. out of nowhere. I that's why when they removed the stickiness from from trip mines, it kind of baffled me because it felt like that was the one grenade that you really had to get. You know, like I stuck you. Yeah, I'm I'm dead oh, or the you're feeling dead because of turning someone into a unicorn was baller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 was that was good that's the way a sticky grenade in my opinion should should be and she feels like you're throwing it at the person and you're hitting them and it's sticking right. to them 
instead of bouncing off that I, lo- I i love doing that i was i still run golden gun on my hunter in the crucible a lot um because i just like i think it's fun jumping around with the gun and just you know shooting people with the one shot um um but yeah i stopped i had to stop using stick grenades because they just they're like there's a eh, you know right but they don't have they don't have the punch and they don't have that fun factor they used to have well, trip mines, trip mines are really, really powerful. Still, they will destroy you real quick. Um, you put it right behind you. Oh, they have their place, but oh, you know, I, I get so many kills control. with them. And if if you yeah. can yeah. if you can get a one tap on someone, they're dead from the trip mine. So that that right. puts them in a, a class that most grenades don't have. I think axions can do it if you hit yeah. someone with a hand cannon. Um, spikes can do it if you get them with a hand cannon. Spikes can do it if you if you get them with anything. Yeah, that spikes did one fifty. Yeah, the, the spikes will just melt you real quick. Because well, trip mines still do they do what one ninety two? I'm melting. Because <laughs> you can still you can still one shot a lowest armor guardian with a trip. Right. So <laughs> yeah. So back to my original point, which is, I just think that the abilities themselves, not so much for and and. And this is the big. This is the crux of the problem. And I understand why Bungie wants to do this. They want to provide a consistent, seamless experience throughout PVE and PvP. But we're we are really like it feels like everything is just. It feels unbalanced, really bad because they want to mix these two things together, and they're just two separate things that really should be kept separately. I mean. We brought it up a couple weeks ago, where hand cannons, when they did the um, the Age of Triumph update, they really don't feel all that special or all that good to use in PVE. Like, Fatebringer used to be everybody's favorite weapon because you could just shoot from a distance. And yes, that was really, really cheap because why even <laughs> use a scout rifle? But I still want to be able to do massive damage up close in a mid-range spot. And when I feel like I'm not even in the spot or they have to get even closer why would i use a uh, a weapon like that in something like a raid even for example um what is it the wrath of the machine the last room where you're dealing with shanks where you can one tap them and you're dealing with with axis you don't want to run out there and to be in 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 the prime position to kill shanks so you can one tap them you're going to get destroyed by axis you want to get in a good position so that you're dealing damage while staying relatively safe. And it feels like they just made that extra three meters just made a big difference to the point where I, I'm i getting surrounded by more and more shanks because I wasn't able to take them out at a distance. It doesn't feel all that good. And it feels like that mentality of the PvP and the PvE, you know, balancing each other out so that you get a consistent experience leads to really inconsistent experiences in my opinion because i don't feel like the the weapons that i have in that i use in pvp have the same effect that i do in pve it may maybe it's just me that this is just what i'm seeing i just hope that it's not you i feel the same way i hope that in, in destiny 2 that we come to an experience where those two things are separate and there's more differentiation but i mean it's a weird spot, and 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 I don't want to put Bungie down for it, but it really feels like when they they wanted that consistent experience, they never tuned it out right, and we get these inconsistencies. So, what do you guys think about that? 
Um, yeah, I would agree. I mean, I mean, even just with the hand cannons, like right now, they just feel really weird. And especially uh, one of the biggest things with hand cannons to me right now is the ammo economy for them. Um, Absolutely. You feel oh, like yeah. you run out of ammo on a hand cannon so fast. And oh, yeah. for me, like so many times I'm like, I could just use a high impact scout rifle and get kind of all the benefits of a hand cannon and none of the losses, you know, like that, that uh, raid scout rifle from uh, Wrath of the Machine is great and it works in so many different situations. And I just find myself going to that more often than not instead of doing any of the uh, hand cannons that I used to know and love. I have a, I had a Timmer's Lash that I really liked back in the day and I haven't oh, yeah. touched it in like, I don't know how long. I still have it, but I haven't touched <laughs> it. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of like little inconsistencies and it's kind of funny because I feel like, you know, like if they added that little bit of extra range in PVE, it would almost make a hand cannon feel a little closer to the usability that it has in PVP. You know, like if there was that that division that uh, it's it's like you're adding an inconsistency, but it makes it feel consistent. You know what I mean? Like uh, because there's just something about it. You know, you just don't want to get as close in PVE stuff as you do in PVP. And so like, I feel like the range is one of those big things that could be tweaked on pretty much any of the guns. Um, yeah. Separating the separating PVE from PVP has been a common topic that we've discussed. And it's, it just keeps coming up because it's an issue. It's going to be an issue with uh, destiny one. God, I hope it's not an issue with destiny two, because I mean, it's an, I think, with the with the loss of the old gen consoles, um, they should be able to beef the game up and separate the two. I think the reason why they did what they did was they tried to do something different and and accommodate the, the last gen consoles now, the PS3s and the Xbox 360s. So and with the size of the download that we're supposedly getting at launch for Destiny 2, um, I would expect a lot more in the game and hopefully separation of pve and pvp weapons and maybe even abilities uh should, should should be part of that at least i hope it is um but i totally agree that hand cannons um not totally useless in pve but they don't have the snap they used to have um i always have one on me my fate bringer now that i have it i always got it on me i always have it for you know certain situations like the stills at the beginning of crota and, and and stuff where you're getting surrounded uh, with trash mobs. It's still good. They're still good for that. You get your Firefly hand cannon. It's still a go-to for those types of situations. But I agree. Uh, outside of that, scout rifles. I still use my hung jury left and right. Uh, my satirical wrapper uh, is always there <laughs> for a long distance. Um, that uh, satirical. The, the raid, the wrath of the machine scout is is. I've actually been using that again more. So yeah, scout rifles. You know, that's the scout rifles for me are like that's the PVE can I, gun. Can I ask you feels a question? Like the gun. Yeah. What was the name of the gun you said like three guns ago? <laughs> <laughs> the satirical rapper. <laughs> that's my nickname for the Satrian Rapier. So rapier. Rapier. Sorry. Oh no! We're I pronounce things there. poorly. I I like get into this groove where I 
I mispronounce things on purpose and I just start doing it all the time. Okay. So as yeah. long as you know, the satirical yeah. rapper. I, just call, I, I, just satirical I like rapper. that better, honestly. Satirical yeah. rapper. Yeah, like um, one of the groups I was um, doing Atheon with this past weekend. For the, for some reason, I don't know why I've never heard this, but they started calling Atheon Anthony. <laughs> That's not Atheon's Anthony. <laughs> it's not Atheon. Atheon. I still I still Atheon. don't know if that guy was just messing with us. I feel I don't like care. I everyone that's ever said Atheon to me has said Atheon. It's it's been Atheon in videos and podcasts. You know, it, it's like who the hell cares? Whatever, man. So we got Anthony, <laughs> Anthony now. So we got Anthony. We got Craig. We got Oscar, and we got <laughs> Gary. Gary. Gary or Gil. Did we wait? Glenn. What's Axis? Does Axis have a nickname? Something. Aaron, with there a we G. go. Aaron. Oh, it's Aaron. We're gonna give him Aaron. <laughs> New Ray Dames. Everybody learn them right now. <laughs> oh my god, this is terrible. We're going off a deep end. No, this is good. This is good. Hi. Hi. Okay, so I had to, I had a couple thoughts. <laughs> um, kind of jumping back to uh, what we were talking about, like supers and just abilities in general in Destiny. Um, mm-hmm. it, would it be all right if we kind of segue that a little bit into some speculation on Destiny Two? We go. Uh, so go ahead. And start how about up. before we do that, I, I give uh, you a nice little talk. Okay. Nice little talk about mash those buttons, which is your Sounds ultimate good. resource for video game commentary, reaction, and involvement by a variety of opinionated and informed gamers who love gaming of all kinds. Covering a large swath of gaming, we cover the latest news and information on the games you care about and always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available today right on the Mash Those Buttons network at www.mashthosebuttons.com. Take it away, Sleepy. All right. So back on the subject of abilities and all that sort of stuff. Um, so one of the things uh, that we know is going to be a thing in Destiny 2 is uh, more of a explanation and a backstory with Ephrodite's kind of like secret faction. And we know that their whole thing is uh, using light in different nonviolent ways and so I was kind of wondering, what do you guys think about the possibility of having nonviolent abilities in Destiny 2? So, like, um, my kind of thought with this was kind of along the lines of Overwatch. Um, and we know, you know, Blizzard does Overwatch. They're having some sort of effect on this because it's Activision Blizzard and all that. So maybe they draw some inspiration from that. But you know, some of the supers in Overwatch, we've got like Sombra, who does an EMP. It's not really necessarily an aggressive, violent thing, but it hinders uh, everybody that's in her radius from using any of their abilities for a little while, which is kind of like, you know, those uh, suppression grenades. Um, and then there's like, you know, Widowmaker. She gives everybody on her team with her super a little buff where they can see everybody on the like any of the enemies. They can see them through walls. So it's kind of a passive little buff. And, uh, you know, of course, there's like healers as well. What do you guys think about like the possibility of adding in like maybe a bunch of new abilities and maybe not, you know, having necessarily just grenade melee, every button does kill things. Because right now, you know, we've got pretty much the only super that doesn't hurt anybody is uh, defender bubbles. Everything else you can kill somebody with. 
Um, yeah. Do you think that that's a possibility? Do you think that's some route that they would go? Or do you think that would kind of like, you know, maybe break the game or, you know, mess with people's uh, idea of how Destiny works? I don't think not only is it not just a possibility, but I think it's inevitable. And the reason I say that, here's here's the biggest thing I see happening. And I have no proof to back this up. I only have what I think might happen. We already know that our ghosts are going to die. In some way, shape, or form, the ghosts are dead. Activision, I mean, yeah, Bungie put this out on that invitation. I think the biggest change that's going to happen is the introduction of health. Hmm. We currently have, I mean, we do have health. We have the overshield, then we have our health bar. But it recharges and then you get the shield back. I think that what's going to actually come into play, because we, and this can be a storyline explanation for that as well, is the introduction of actual health, using abilities to actually recharge your health, because the shield is only going to protect you up to a certain point. That way you can introduce characters such as tanks, healers, um, we're, we're, people who, who they can get an overshield. There's more of a, uh, they would be more of a need to have those abilities there rather than, for example, Destiny 1, where healing is just wait, by, right, wait behind a wall for a few minutes or for a few seconds. In a, in a scenario where you actually have health and an overshield, health becomes a lot more important. Imagine if we were doing, for example, Oryx and you had no health and you were trying to take out the ogres. Like you would get crushed really quickly because you couldn't heal yourself back up. So in something like that, I see that health is going to become, and this is just what I, my theory, I should say. Health is going to become a bigger thing where you're going to want to create shields or walls. Weird time to use that, but um, but some sort of defending, some sort of ability to regain your health, get your speed up, get you like give your give your team abilities. Because let's say that you're in a in a assist going fast forward beyond this, because I don't think that something like this is going to happen in the Cabal raid. But let's say in the future there's a raid where you need to run from a creature or a thing. You're running out of a building or something like that. You're going to need extra agility. Somebody who is able to empower people and give them extra agility would be very powerful in a spot like that. And I wouldn't be surprised if they made it so that there's not grenades. You have ability. And by that I mean... Sometimes you may have lethal grenades that you actually throw with the ability button. Sometimes you put down nodes where you can go and recharge your health or get extra shields. It would be it would be more important for a, a warlock because you I can see warlocks doing stuff where they're putting down blessings all over the place. Let's say they're a solar warlock, just for hypothesis sake, and they're putting down sunspots where you use that to regain your health. Or a different version of a sunspot would be you get an overshield, a solar overshield. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, so now... Oh, sorry, David, go on. I was going to say, I, I definitely think that this could be achieved in its greatest form if they do not only a separation of PvE and PvP for guns, 
but four abilities. And the way the reason I say that is right now we're going into Destiny 2 where, like we've said, the ghosts are essentially dead. Like we know we don't really have them or think we don't have them right now because we don't have light. So having the crucible as the crucible stands doesn't make sense without ghosts. Because without ghosts, you can't just resurrect each other. So why would we we be shooting each other? So right now, having the crucible in general doesn't make sense. So there needs to be kind of a way to explain that. And a sort of separation from PvE to PvP in a greater sense definitely makes sense for that. At the same time, that allows for them to maintain the current Bungie feel of PvP, that sort of Halo... Um, fast-paced first-person shooter feel rather than an Overwatch PvP feel. And then in PvE, it allows them to give a greater diversity to abilities so that we can see things like healers, tanks, buffers, um, support classes in general, all that type of stuff. And I would really like it if they're able to do that, where you you now have people who are focused on damage, people who are focused on support, people who are focused on healing, because that adds a greater variety to PvE. And in in a way provides more replayability because it gives you more of options as to how you are playing the game. So you can play one day as a damage dealer then you can play one day as a healer. Then you can play a day as a, as a support person. Then you can play as a tank and that keeps the game more fresh and um, easier to go into the same dungeon type thing like we do in other games, but play a different role. So you get a different experience. Yeah. Yeah, I think for the PvP side of things, the separation will be there, like I said before, um, to make up for the fact that we don't have our light and we don't have our ghosts to revive us anymore. Um, I have a feeling that we're going to be entering a a simulation of sorts where we're not actually playing person to person. It's just sort of like a holodeck type of deal. Um, if you're into the, uh, the Star Trek lore, um, for the PVE side of things, nerd. Um, <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what? We're talking about we're talking about video games <laughs> and Destiny every week, and you're calling me a nerd. All right, let's see how this. Nerd, bro. <laughs> gamers aren't nerds. We're gamers. Kay, you're the nerd. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for the PVE side, so back to what Jorge was saying. That's a great point. And um, doing doing something with the uh, with health. Adds a great dimension to the game and to the PVE experience that you're going to have in the game. And I think we're definitely going to see something like that. Having having to manage your health now. I mean, that's that's something you do in a lot of other games. You do it in like uh, Borderlands. You do it in the division. And, uh, you know, it's 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 it adds an, a little extra dimension of difficulty to the game that I think uh, Destiny honestly needs in PVE, because once you level up, it's sort of easy. Um, I actually enjoyed playing the Nightfall this past week because there were no burns. It was on the goal and I was getting my butt kicked and it was hard to finish each Nightfall. We'd get to the boss room and it was like, all right, here we go. Shit show engage. Um, and it was fun. You know, um, I would like to see a, a more, a more difficult, not impossible, not frustrating, but a more challenging, more difficult experience that requires skill requires health management would be a great way to add some additional difficulty to it that i think would be fun um so yeah i, I i'm totally for that i think it ha- i think if it happens i think we're gonna get a really awesome experience in destiny too yeah i think the health idea is 
that's kind of exactly what I was thinking too. I feel like that's going to be a major part of things. And, um, and this is just kind of, this is a little random, but aren't they doing something like that in the next call of duty game as well? I thought I heard that uh, they're World not War having, II, right? yeah, they're not having the health regen or something like that. You have to like actually get sense, med right? packs or something. You could be thinking I'm, there is one game mode where it's, um, a campaign style PVP game mode in it where it's going to okay. recreate battles such as the battle um, of Normandy. And you have people who are on the Axis side, people are on the ally side, and those people have different objectives to win the fight. So you have these mass battles going on and everybody's playing different roles in these mass battles working towards these objectives. I don't know if there isn't going to be any health regen during that because I personally haven't heard that. But okay. if you have that type of scenario, I could see it as being as something where you don't have health region and you have to have medics come heal people. Yeah, I I don't cool. remember. I I thought I had heard that about that game, but maybe it was something else. But I kind of feel like health management is starting to become something that people are wanting to see a little bit more in games because, like, um, I don't know, you almost get tired of just hiding behind a corner really quick and then you get out and then you're just doing your thing again already. Um, you know, having the health management, like you guys were saying, adds that whole nother level of difficulty that you gotta, you know, it's one more thing to pay attention to. And even if you have like a shield, like I think the original halo, you had health, but you had your shield and, um, yep. your, your health, you know, it could get low. And then if your shield went down really fast, you know, say you're getting shot by plasma weapons that hit your shield really quick and your shield's gone all of a sudden, and you only had a sliver of health under that shield. Uh, guess what? You're screwed. You're about to die really quick. And, um, so even if you have shields, having that health management and stuff in there does make a big difference. And, uh, like you guys are saying, adds that level of difficulty, adds a little bit more interest, I think. And um, I don't know. I, I think it just gives us a lot more options um, for ways that they can add new classes, add new characters, new abilities. Um, there's there's just so much they can do uh, with a health management system. So I, I definitely agree that that's going to be the biggest uh biggest change uh in destiny 2 yeah I, I mean i don't think that they're going to go full on for example legend of zelda uh breath of the wild where when you're on patrol you're low on health and you have to eat create a or cook a meal and eat some apples to get your heart ups but i i think that they're going to introduce some sort of in, uh, some sort of health system to encourage people to play other other classes um because right now outside of i mean even even on oryx challenge you really don't need to have bubble titans it's just highly recommended i mean you could theoretically do it on top of the death singers tower but outside of that there's really no need to have a titan bubble it makes certain fights easier a lot of fights easier, I should say, but it's not an yeah. absolute need. And when you absolutely need, say, a healer, um, some sort of tank, somebody who can move quickly, some sort of some 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 individual who needs to give you an abilities, like that adds complexity to the system. That adds a lot of thought. And interestingly enough, that adds a lot of that brings in a lot of people 
who might be intimidated on being the damage dealer. Like there's a lot of people who don't like that responsibility. Sometimes dealing damage, I know it sounds weird, is a tough thing to do. But I mean, I think they're going to introduce all these different classes that are more support because they've heard it from the community when outside of the Titan bubble and the tether, when they introduced that in, um, uh, taking king there's no real supports outside of when you're a warlock with radiance and you have song of flame on that's the only time that you're benefiting your other players and i think that that's that, that adds a whole layer of complexity and gives it the give this game i can't speak gives this game what people are looking for which is more things to do for your team rather than it just be a complete offensive system Indeed, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's a good spot for us to, to leave off. We did a good amount of, of talking today um, with regards to abilities, um, our raids. Real before we end real this, real quickly, we should cover um, the oh, whole yes. mix I'm up sorry. with Activision and the earning yep. call. Actually, there's there's two things. So yeah, let's bring up that uh, David. Since you have it in front of you, you can you can go ahead and started off oh well that was just uh so this week activision had an earning call and in it they mentioned a free update coming to destiny one before the release of destiny two which got everybody super hyped because we then all assumed that it was going to be another update coming before um Destiny 2 came out. However, they were able to you know, comment on it later and say that, no, we meant Age of Triumph. Huh. A lot of people were tweeting out. Oh, there were there were videos we should... made by YouTubers and everybody was going nuts. Uh, the three, uh, me, Ugh. Jordan, and Jorge were all like, yo, like, were we right? Like, is this going to lead into Destiny 2? Everybody got their tinfoil hats on. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> They're like, nah, hey, but nah, so bro. this is just this was a response by Activision to clear up the air that the reference was in regards to Age of Triumph. I'm not going to say that there isn't going to be anything because I would find it hard to believe that they're just going to let the game go. There's got to be something. It would be it's just going to. I mean, we're going to have other things to do, I know. But for Destiny 1, I think I think just something small, something Something there just to be like, you know, it's like just the little lead in. I, I feel like we're going to get something still. But if we don't, then oh, well, because we're, I, I mean, we're going to have the beta to play for for D2. So that's going to that's going to engage us quite a bit. <laughs> May 18th, everyone. Don't forget May 18th. Coming up fast. So, yeah, that's going to be the reveal. I think if anything, history has told us that all they're going to do is a minor update to maybe the game system with regards mm -hmm. to balancing and they're probably going to do the same thing that they did with PlayStation three and Xbox 360 when they updated was just like, this is the game. This is what it's going to be. You know, going forward, there's no, there's not going to be any additional updates. So what you have right now is what you're going to get. So if you really wanted to play destiny as it was in a snapshot, the only way to really do that now is to go to the PlayStation 3 version and the Xbox One, I'm sorry, Xbox 360 version. Xbox naming system sucks, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Whoa. It Sick does, bro. though. I'm, 
I'm not talking about the system themselves. The, look, the systems themselves are capable, and, and I can respect Microsoft for that. But the naming, can we really talk about the naming? They went from Xbox to 360 to one. Yeah, like, that like does not you, make you have sense. people. You have people saying having to say, you know, I got OG Xbox and then I got Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Expo. And like, like people who don't know anything about video games, they're just like, well, when you say Xbox One, do you mean the old one or do you mean like, like, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. So like, like to us, us gamers, like we know exactly what Xbox One is ta- is all about. But for like other people that they're just like, uh, is that the old one or is that the new? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> they were trying to be all like clever with it <laughs> because they wanted it to be like the one device in your yeah, little the, the entertainment, one entertainment device. Yeah, exactly. It plays your music. It gets your TV fed through it. It plays games. And now they don't. And even then do the that common anymore. man was they're, like, they're "But I already own a cable box." Clips your dog's nails. Yeah, clips your. <laughs> I, so, I don't so know kinda, if I've ever seen it do that. So kind of going along with this, we did have a Not question. One that, then, is one, that is one advanced system if it's clipping <laughs> dogs' nails. I going know. A, going I, along, I really with wish this. it would. It doesn't clip nails, but it did ruin yeah, discs that ate them right at the beginning. Just oh. saying. Anyway, we had, we had a question from the Twitch chat, which kind of goes along with this. It was from D Lance, and he asked a little bit ago. Do we think we'll be seeing a balancing update to D1 before Destiny 2? Yep. I kind of don't think so, personally. By balance, I don't think it's going to be a widespread balance, kind of like what we're expecting when we, when, we, when we talk about balances. I think that the balance update is going to be fixing minor bugs that, are, that, might, that might pop up. I... I, I so when 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 I talk balance, I, I think like an update to the game that changes things slightly or dramatically. So I don't think there's going to be a dramatic update, kind of like what we had recently, which wasn't that dramatic of an update. I think it'll be something very small that might introduce a an update to ammo for which would have been significant back then. But let's say an update to ammo, kind of like what we we're talking about now, where to hand cannons and PVE. Yeah, right. I so, can see something so like that. Minor balance changes, but no big meta shift. No, no. I don't see any meta shift at all. I, and to be fair, to be fair to Bungie, I think that the meta is actually in a somewhat good spot. I just think that the biggest thing that's plaguing the game is that the weapon archetypes weren't balanced from the beginning, and it led to redundancy and issues that you can't really fix unless you change the entire game yeah the the game is is good like the gun guns are good but they're they're definitely at a point where you need to really restructure the way everything works to truly get any better balance right so i i think that they, they did what they they absolutely could with regards to this game and i don't think that there's anything more that they can do to really change it change it in any significant way outside of creating a new a brand new game so, um, Jordan, you had something you want to talk about today, right? Uh, yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to something that I, I discovered uh, about a week ago. Um, quick background. Um, I used to race mountain bikes. Uh, I say used to because I guess I'm technically retired now. Um, but I did that for 20 years. And uh, the uh, 
the whole aspect of my life in regards to fitness and health and such is pretty important to me. I still work out every day, still eat, try to eat healthy as much as I can. And um, the if if you're not familiar with her, her name is the Spazzy Prof. Um, she's on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash the Spazzy Prof. Um, she and her husband, Captain Twaz, have started, a, I guess, an initiative awareness type of program called Gamer Health Matters. And I just want to give a shout out to them. Um, I, I, I saw a tweet, I believe, from the Spazzy Prof, and it just got my brain like lit up. I was like, oh, my God, like, this is my thing. I I love this. And it's lit, bro. It is lit. So, um, I mean, some people make fun of this stuff, think it's sort of silly. But honestly, you know, this is great. A lot of people don't pay attention to their health and gamers um, I mean, gaming is a sit down on your couch, on your chair for long periods of time type of activity and it's not necessarily the healthiest thing. It affects our bodies. It affects our minds in both, well, bodies in generally negative ways from what I've seen, mind in positive ways. But overall, like it can be it can be an unhealthy habit. And what she's doing, I think, is great. She's promoting gaming in a positive light and, and ha- having um discussions on her uh twitch chat every day um in regards to different health aspects and fitness aspects as well so i've been hanging out in the chat um you know i'm working during the day so i can't chat like constantly but i i have it on i i stop in i listen i chat with people and stuff it's been great because all my experience with uh cycling and fitness i coach athletes now you know is actually something i can now i'm finding myself be able to sort of move into the gaming world and I can mix them for the first time. It's like, wow. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like two aspects of my life are now mixing. It's that's weird for me. I think it's really cool. I hope you guys have a chance to check it out. Uh, Again, twitch.tv forward slash the spazzy prof hashtag gamer health matters on Twitter. Uh, Check her stuff out. It's great discussions in there. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Absolutely. So, with that, uh, anybody want to bring up any last things before we wrap this bad boy up? No. I'm good. No. I think I'm good. All right. Well, David, why don't you go ahead and wrap this show up? Well, we want to thank you all for listening to In Orbit. And for those of you who tuned in, we thank you for joining us live. We are available on a ton of platforms, so please make sure you're spreading the word. The best way to do that is to simply share In Orbit with others. We are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Downcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Casts, and we have our RSS feed. Links to each are available right on the Masters Buttons website at www.mastersbuttons.com. All right. And make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons. And make sure to stay, sorry, make sure to check out the other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network at mashthosebuttons.com forward slash shows to see all of our podcasts. And for any questions regarding scheduling, check mashthosebuttons.com forward slash schedule for scheduling details. Check us out on twitter.com slash MTB site, twitter.com slash inorbit podcast, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, youtube.com slash mash those buttons. David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Bolt or stream me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DS Bolt. No spaces, no underscores. And Jordan, where can people find you at? <laughs> yeah. Which direction am I in? I'm chasing <laughs> that way. I'm everywhere. 
You can find me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash IMTBot and tweeting on the Twitter at IM underscore TBot. And you over there, where can people find you, Sleeping Dogfish? <laughs> you can find me just about anywhere. Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Twitch. Uh, just at Sleeping Dogfish. You can look me up. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Sleeping Dogfish. I got all my social media jazz up on there. All right. And make sure that you guys are checking us out at, um, let me start that over. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Real quick, while Jorge days. gathers himself, a big thank you again to Sleeping Dogfish for being our guest today. This is his second time on the show. And uh, mm. if you guys have a chance, check out his streams uh, on Twitch. They're fun. And uh, I love, I love, I love catching them. I, I truly do. Fun is a like huge, exactly a huge amount of for. man love right here, your way. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> so what Wait, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm good. I'm centered. I'm focused. As always, you can find me on all the different social network sites and gaming platforms via my screen name, GoToNRG. That's G-O, the number two, N-R-G. Send us any questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com. Or send us a tweet at Inorbit Podcast, or check us out on when we do live shows, usually Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern Time on www.twitch.tv slash dsbolt. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls. Points and directs. Shapes and forms. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, and what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jarrett, myself, and this week, Sleeping Dogfish, we thank you as always for listening to our show and watching us on Twitch. And as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls.